Hey everybody, this is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. Are you a snake? I'm a snake, yep. It's funny because I was like, how long can I hold that? <laughs> Probably for a long time. Hey, everybody. Let, welcome to another board game edition of the MFG cast. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, we are unfortunately not being... We are unfortunately not going to be able to make it to Gen Con this year, but I thought it would be fun for us to do like a Gen Con Ooh. preview. Are you not are you booing the previews? <laughs> boo to not being able She's to go. booing her own podcast. MFG cast boo. Disconnect right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's sad because uh, we won't be able to make it to Gen Con again this year. But we it's only because we went on a vacation, so we spent a little bit of money, so we're gonna have to pay that back. And I got a different job. Whoop whoop. And so I don't have any time off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. But we'll we'll have some fun talking about some of the games that we're excited to see coming out of Gen Con, and yeah, just kind of talk about some things there. Uh, let's just get to it because yeah. I don't I don't think we've been playing anything really recently that we want to really speak on at the moment. So let's talk about some of the games that we're excited about to bring to Gen Con. Now, uh, a little bit of background here. Like, some of this stuff has probably already been released. Some of this stuff is not going to be released until a little bit later, and you'll probably see it at Gen Con. Uh, some of it will be at Gen Con, obviously. So we're just going to kind of go through some things that we uh, saw that we were kind of excited to uh, check out. And by what we saw... We utilize the board game geek pages for Gen Con previews, right? Yeah, correct. So they had a like, list. They had a list of was weird there. <laughs> they had a list of some of the games that was going to be there. I feel like that's a good um, refer or good reference point for trying to find those kind of things. Yeah. And again, there's some things that we kind of know about already too. So yeah, so. Kurt did his thing, I did my thing, and we're going to meet our minds together. Because neither one of us... That sounds dangerous. I know. If there's going to be a huge explosion. <laughs> the um, world will change. But neither one of us knows um, what the other one has noted. Yes. For potential games in our future. For sure. But hey... Maybe they will uh, combine and we can kind of talk about them as mm -hmm. we go. And it's um, not all-encompassing either, obviously, because there are a ton. What? How many did you think were on the list? Like um, 165 or something like that? I don't know, 160 or something? Yeah, something like that. It was a lot. If you're wrong. 
Yeah, I'm sure I'm then wrong. Then you're wrong. I am wrong. Okay. So, well, in no particular order? Yeah, definitely no okay. particular order. Okay, why don't you go first? Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's a lot of pressure. I know. Uh, okay, well, I'll talk about a game that actually we saw a different version of this game, actually, at Gen Con 2019. That was the last time we actually went. And this is Paint the Roses by Northstar Games, designed by Ben Goldman, an artist Jackie Davis, I'm guessing, or Jacquee Davis. Davis, wow. I can't think. I can't say thanks. Was that on your list? It was on my list. <laughs> did I, I get myself away? Yeah, you did. You had a big smile. Because at first I was like, I wonder what, I'm like, I wonder what his first game is going to be. <laughs> and then when you said we saw this and I was like, yep, I know what he's going to talk about. Do da, do da. Yeah, it was a blast from the past because we actually, um, Went over this game and talked about this game with Bruce. Yeah, that's right. Um, from at the time when he worked with North Star Games. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. Go ahead. Um, Sorry, I hijacked you. That's okay. Bruce Vogue from... Yeah, Bruce Vogue from the Party Gamecast. Uh, formerly a media guru to North Star Games. Uh, yeah, when he showed it to us, I mean, the... I think it was in its prototype stage, but it actually was looking really great. Yeah. I remember when he brought it out because it was like top secret. He brought it oh, out in right. a suitcase. It was in a suitcase. That's and right. it was like, I felt like fancy and yeah. not, not naughty. Yeah. I felt like it was so top secret. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it here's was awesome. buried treasure from, you know, 1920s or, you know, the 1800s. Okay. That was, I was going to say that. Yeah, 1920s. I know. I know. I don't know things. Anyway, anyway it doesn't matter. Okay. Wow. Uh, and and the, it looked beautiful at that time. And now they've really upgraded, like, the look of the board and some of the components. And it looks phenomenal. And um, it's got a really high rating, too. I think it's like 7.8 on BGG. Yes. Yeah, it's just one of those that, at first, I think when we heard about it, we're like, oh, that's kind of intriguing, but we didn't know if we'd really, you know, be into it. And then when Bruce showed us back in 2019, like, we were like, wow, this looks really good. Well, and, and the basic premise is that you're going around the the board and the Queen of Hearts is chasing you, I believe. Yeah, yep. You've, you, you've upset the Queen of Hearts. I think you're one of their minions or whatever, and she's kind of chasing you down and trying to take you out off of your head because you've been a bad minion and uh yeah it's just to me it just looks so cool and it just looks like it would be one of those games that we really be into yep yeah it it just goes to show how long that took to get out because you said that was 2019 that we Mm -hmm. saw that and it's now coming out yeah well and you know North Shore was going through a little bit of struggles because of the pandemic, which everybody kind of had, mm-hmm. you know, their problems or whatever. And I'm glad that they were able to stay afloat and get this game out there. So, yeah, it'll be cool to see that once it uh, comes into fruition. You betcha. All right. I think that's it for that one. So what's one of the ones that you thought you were excited about, Tracy? Well, now you make me feel like I have a lot of pressure to I didn't do quite as much research to find out like the ins and outs 
of the games. Oh, I didn't. Uh, like, literally, okay. the only reason why we got <laughs> I went so in-depth on that one is because we've actually seen that one. Okay. And I know a okay, little good. bit about other things. Because I went, I was kind of going through the pages and going by some of the covers and kind of what was sucking me in there. And so that's kind of where I started. Yeah. And then clicked on it and then read about it and did did those types of things Mm -hmm. like i said i'm sure i missed some that i would like to potentially review later oh for sure not well review or talk about or review or play or yeah whatever so one of the first ones that i added was called dandelions oh nice yeah and that one i just am pulling it up so i know that one is the by published by board game tables nice yeah we board game tables they've done uh, qe they've done mandala stones mandala stones you're right i don't know mm. i can't remember kombudo sumo um yeah now i want to look it up to make sure that one of those companies mandala. that you know it's a board game table company but you don't think them as you know them as being like a company that would make good games but they've got a lot of good games in their um repertoire so now i gotta make sure (laughs) i don't want to be a liar yeah i lied (laughs) i was gonna say i feel like mandala stones wasn't a part of that but i mean that's just Uh, i don't i was pretty certain Anyway, what about dandelion? Dandelions. Why did I say it like that? I don't know. What about dandelions? What about dandelions stuck out for you? Well, the cover of it. Yeah. And then it made me click on it and look at the cover. It's just kind of cool. Obviously, it is a colorful cover. Mm -hmm. It has some dandelions on it. Or as Kurt says, dandelions. (laughs) But it is a area... Control dice moving game where you're basically rolling your group of dice. You're choosing one to move onto your garden, and um, you have three special actions. You can float, you can puff, or you can gust to get the most points. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me think of some games like Bosque. Yeah. And uh, photosynthesis, where it's like you're using nature to kind of blow these dandelions around, and, and the area control part is, you know, moving these. Is it the dice that control the areas, or is it like cubes? Players roll a group of dice, then choose one to move to a beautiful garden. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. And it's, it's cool because it has some bright colors. So there's oranges and yellows greens there's some like blues for like the sky and stuff like that i don't know it caught my eye mm-hmm. right now on bgg it's also ranking as a 7.5 and the the play time is really fast 10 minutes oh wow i know i was actually i didn't notice that until i was just looking right now but even for a dice rolling game that seems very fast yes and it plays two to three players nice. um the other thing I noticed on here, too, was I think, didn't I tell you that I just happened to notice that it is going to be selling for $20? Yeah. yeah it so, just seems like everything is just like, it's like compact and 
cheap and like it's just one of those games that you'd be able to just pull out play and you know have fun with it and it doesn't take much time at all yep so that was my one of my picks nice yeah and according to you i've been picking a lot of nature-esque yeah games lately yeah you talked about like they've been catching my eye you've been really wanting like succulents and what's the other one we played mariposas that's about Mm -hmm. you know nope monarch butterflies you've been really getting into those kind of themes i think some of the other ones i picked out might surprise you oh i can't wait to be surprised maybe not not, but (laughs) i'm gonna talk about one that i again i feel like it's probably on both of our lists but i again i i think i'm just going by things that Maybe I'm most excited about and then go into the ones that maybe I'm not sure of because I haven't seen or heard anything about them as much. But this one is Steam Up, A Feast of Dim Sum. Uh, This is a game by Hot Banana Games. It was kind of like the hotness when it first came to Kickstarter, and I'm sure it still is. The presentation on this game looks so amazing. And you are trying to make dim sum and it's a competition game where you're trying to make the best dim sum and it's got a turntable it's got little spots for the food and stuff like that it it has like little steam baskets yeah steam baskets that's right and it just Mm -hmm. it's one of those that i i i kind of regret that we for some reason didn't get it on this kickstarter but eventually i would love to grab this game Yep, and I obviously have this on, well, okay, it isn't obvious uh-huh. to you guys, but I did men- I did provide my Steam Basket comment. Yes. But yes, this is also on mine. Um, I had I follow Hot Banana Games. Yeah, you were able to have some conversations yep. with them about I how much. I have talked to them um, on social media before. Mm-hmm. Uh, great designers. Mm-hmm, they seem sure. like really great people. Yeah, they so. seem very nice and sweet and mm-hmm. intelligent. It's awesome. Very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I'm really excited for this game. Yeah, what's what's another one we're looking at? <sighs> well, you keep picking the ones that we have that match. I'm sorry. No. Why don't you try to pick something that you don't think is going to match? Well, I already I did. You already did. Yeah, I suppose. I'm going to pick kites. Kites? We're talking about... <laughs> outdoors things i really threw you off you should have seen his face that is did you see that one that's such a no that's such an amazing name just kites Kites. nope it's kites time to fly dandelion dandelions and kites yep Yep. okay tell me about kites i have no clue about kites this This is a game by um floodgate games oh interesting and art by beth sobel oh nice designer is kevin hamamo Nice. And let me, because I've looked at a couple games, I can't remember exactly, but I'm going to just read the little ditty on BGG. So in kites, everyone works together to keep all their kites represented by colorful sand timers in the air. Take turns playing cards, flipping the sand timers, and coordinating with other players to ensure none of the timers run out. If it does, a kite has crashed. Add complication cards for additional challenges. Play all of the kite cards in the deck and everybody wins. 
I thought it sounded so different than anything I've ever played before. Mm -hmm. And um, just the main picture. See it? Wow. I'm showing Kurt and nobody else. But it's like brilliant colors. Like the one of the main kites on the main um, cover of the game is bright orange. And then there's a kite in the background that's purple. It's just really like bright and brilliant. And, well, again, this one is a fast one, too. Ten minutes. <laughs> nice. Apparently, that's what I'm into. No, you just love kidding. quick games. But, um, well, and reasonably reasonably priced. You can pre-order this one for fourteen forty nine. apparently. Very nice. But that is a um, cooperative game. And I just thought it was kind of an interesting concept. Yeah, that, that sounds I cool. I think it would be worth trying. Here's, here's another picture of what it looks like. Well, obviously, it's going to be beautiful looking because Beth Solo did Well, I didn't realize until I was it's reading crazy. it to you that she actually does the artboard. Very nice. So, that's pretty cool. That is very cool. But it, yeah, caught my eye. Nice. Love it. Yeah. So, they're, again, onto the outdoor nature yeah, theme-esque stuff. Sorry yeah. about that. Get out there and do some fun things outside or play board games about that inside. <laughs> hey, you could sit in your porch and do it. Sure could. And watch people fly kites. Okay. Uh, another game that I'm really excited about that I'm sure is not on your list, actually, is a game called Rear Window. It's by Funko and Prosper... Or Funko Games, designed by Prosper Hall. They usually do all the Funko games. They don't really I specify... Saw it. Yeah. Um, I really like Rear Window. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but it's a movie about a recuperating photographer that is confined to a wheelchair, and he's kind of peeking out his window with some binoculars and stuff, and he is convinced that a murder has happened across the way. Mm. Um, in this game, what you're doing is one person is, is being Alfred Hitchcock, taking a, like a thing of, like... I think it, it actually the board is actually like a bunch of windows and you put clues on different spots and the other players have to figure out if there's been a murder or not. Oh. And so it's like one of those things where it's like technically there might not be a murder even happening. But the one player that's playing Alfred Hitchcock, when they're putting those different things in the windows, they're doing it silently. So technically it, that person is not having that much interaction with the other players. They're just kind of leaving the clues there to let the other players decide what is happening. And I thought that was just such a cool concept. Because, mm -hmm. number one, I love the, the movie because I love, like, murder mysteries and that kind of thing. I think that's that's trying to solve that kind of stuff is super fun. And the fact that they've made a game like that, it just seems, like, very, very interesting to me. So I thought that would be... I don't know. And it, I saw it. I didn't go read about it or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I just thought, as soon as I saw that, I think I saw it a while ago. Someone had posted it on, like, a Facebook group, and they're like, well, this is interesting. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Because I just, I don't know. It just seems like something different. So, yeah. Wow. Very cool. That is one of them. Cool. So, my next one is called Buru. Buru. Okay. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. It's B-U-R-U. Okay. Is that how you'd pronounce it? That sounds like it would be. Buru? Buru? Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. 
Anyway. Totally wrong, probably. Uh, publisher Crafty Games. Okay. And I'm going to read a little ditty about this one, too. This one is a midweight Euro-style board game for one to four players. Over five game rounds, you and um, your fellow players secretly deploy explorers to four different regions of an island in order to gather resources, recruit islanders, set them to tasks, and pay tribute to the spirits revered there. So the object of the game is to win the islanders' esteem, and you can earn esteem in many ways, primarily by paying tribute, but also by pleasing elders tasking local nobles, fulfilling the king's decrees, and holding a totem when any player pays tribute to that spirit. And at the end of the game, the player with the most esteem wins and is declared the new governor of Buru. Yeah, Buru is the third largest island within the Maluku Islands of Indonesia. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So this game again, tons of brilliant colors, purples, oranges, teals greens really cool um looks like an awesome table presence in the game and um this one is not 10 minutes <laughs> 60 to 75 oh wow mm-hmm. nice but it's it's also solo play very cool which is cool that is awesome so see the cover of it is nice and brilliant oh yeah and bright. yeah it kind of makes me think of there's another game that if you um, saw the cover, it makes me think of Nova Ru- Luna or something like that, maybe. No, runes or runes, or yeah. Something. No, I can't think of it. But yeah. yes, I know what you're talking about. I yeah. just can't think of the title. For sure, that's cool. Yeah. All right, you're nice. up. All right, here's another game that I think might not be on your list, and it is called Wild Style. Uh, this is by Pandasaurus Games. Uh, the designer is not like Wild Style, like. Lego Batman Wild Style? No, not like oh, okay. Lego Batman Wild okay. Style. No, nice. no, no, no. It wasn't her name Wild Style? Uh, yes, okay. that's right. Uh, <laughs> the designer is not listed here. The artist is Jappy Agoncio. Or Happy Agoncio. Boy, I'm terrible with names. I'm so sorry. But this one is the city is your canvas and the streets belong to the people. So it's you're actually tagging the city and getting points while doing it. I just You're doing what? Tagging the city with with paint. Oh, gotcha. You know, how how uh, people do... Uh, yep, graffiti. Graffiti and, yeah. Okay. Uh, building art or whatever. So, so yeah. So, you're just trying to uh, tag locations across the city in your crew's color all the while trying not to get in trouble by local authorities, basically. What is this called again? Wild Style. Oh. Remember the whole Lego oh, Batman yeah, yeah, thing yeah, we I just forgot, talked about? Forgot, forgot. <laughs> I was looking at my games for like two seconds and I forgot already. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's a area, area majority game, uh, real-time set collection. Um, the Again, the art just what looks... What does the color, or cover look like? Uh, it has a very... Oh. I don't know if I remember even seeing that one. Yeah. It has a very graffiti-esque look to it obviously Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it just um unfortunately the there's no other pictures on it (laughs) i think i've seen it somewhere else and i think it might have been on uh maybe through pandasaurus's instagram or something like that they showed a few things and the art looks fantastic and just just the thought of having game about graffiti is is cool i just i like the concept i like the i like 
graffiti art to begin with. I know not everybody appreciates it, appreciates it because of, you know, sometimes what it does to property or whatever, but it can, I think it's, I think it's beautiful and it's a very uh, great way to show your artistic side. So yeah, I'm excited about that one. Yeah. What's another one you're excited about? Well, I would be intrigued to see how this one plays because this line of games has a lot of different versions. Okay. Okay. Do you want to take any guesses? Clank. Nope. This game. No, wait. What, what did you ask me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I got lost in my He's own thoughts. The lots of games. I said, I'm curious to see how this game plays because it has a lot of different variations of it. Oh. Seems like. I, to tell you the truth, I can't, okay. I don't know. I tossed in Azul Queen's Garden. Oh, yeah, they have so many Azul they games now. They do. This is what, the fourth one? Might be the fifth, fifth one, one, actually. I don't know. So, good old Michael Kiesling. Oh, Michael Kiesling. Yes, and Next Move Games, and is it Next Move, and Asmodee, and I don't know, the whole caboodle. Yeah. On that one. And this one, for those of you who have played any version of Azul, is an abstract game. Yep. And the name of this one, not the name of this one, but the premise of this game is you're basically tasked with arranging a magnificent garden Hmm. for the king's lovely wife by arranging beautiful plants, trees, and ornamental features. Hmm. And so that's, um, and then the one with the most incredible garden designers will flourish and win the queen's blessing. So I'm curious to see how this one pans out compared to the rest of them. Yeah. Because we have the original Azul, we have Stained Glass Sintra, which is definitely different from the other one. Yes. We have that other one. <laughs> um, we don't play that one as much. No, I but can't. we. I think we need to, though. Yep, I can't think of what it's called, but we have that other one. But Summer I, Pavilion. Thank you. But I don't think there's, you know, out of those ones, there's not, like, a bad yeah. one out of the batch. Yep. Again, Azul's not for everyone because some people don't like abstract games. Mm-hmm. We like them. So I'd be curious as to how this one plays. Yeah. And I saw that this is listed. In fact, I think I've actually seen this in, like, our friendly local game stores. Gotcha. And stuff like that. I don't know if you have. Uh, I, to tell you the I truth, I feel like I, I saw it know. when we were touring the town. Yeah. When we were well, on vacation and stuff. And the thing about these games, too, is that the boxes look so similar at times that sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to be like, oh, this is that game instead of, you know. Yeah, it looks a little bit different, yeah, but the Azul like is the same. And yeah, very cool. That doesn't help because I think another one is kind of like that, too. But yeah. Anyway, this one's getting a lot of um, rate, like on BGG, over a thousand, almost fifteen hundred people ranked it, and it's a seven point six. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So that Michael Kiesling, he knows what he's doing, doesn't oh, he? Oh, he is so tender. Oh, Michael Kiesling. Anyway, so I have that one down. Just nice. More because um, I'm very curious. Yeah, for sure. About it. And then if we get that game, we could probably do a whole episode on Azul. <laughs> Uh, That's absolute, for sure. We could do a whole episode on Azul right now. Yeah. 
Uh, stained glass of Syndra, my favorite out of the uh, out of the one so far. It is mine too. Nice. Yep. Very nice. All right. I often tell people that. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so I told Tracy before we recorded that uh, there was a lot of games that I really considered, but some of them I didn't click on because, like, anytime there's, like, a fantasy theme, I'm like, I'm in. I love fantasy. It's stupid. I'm an idiot. I like fantasy, but I just... There are a couple of games that just really have caught my eye that I don't know. One of them I know has had some... Has some uh, hype, but like I don't know if it's like one of those that's had so much hype that everybody knows about it. But this one uh, really kind of tripped my trigger, and I thought was fun. It's called Blazon or Blazon or Blazon. It's designed by David Conklin. The artist is Ian O'Toole, and it's published by Twenty Fifth Century Games. Basically, what you're doing is you are making your own uh, herald heraldry. God, I cannot say that word. Heraldry. It's basically like a coat of arms, basically. And you've got, like, your own shields, and you're taking and you're making, putting symbols on your shield to make, like, the most, the best, like, statement of who you are as a person or how you're, what your family is. And just the components Mm -hmm. and the way it looks and kind of how it, it would play i'm interested because i haven't played it i've seen a little bit of it but i haven't you know actually seen too much so i'm really excited to see how that's going to work because it's got some set collection in it to it too the pattern building obviously with the coat of arms or the heraldry or whatever you want to call it i don't know it's just one of those that just kind of stuck out to me like this is something i haven't seen you know, in a fantasy game, and I was like, that just, I don't know, it just seems like it'd be just a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. I remember seeing that as I was scrolling through. Yeah. Well, this one's going to surprise you. Oh, can't wait to be surprised. So I decided to talk about this one next. Yeah. I think it might surprise you. (laughs) Familiar Tales. Okay. Did you see that one? I did see it. I don't know what it's about. You did, and you, mmm. I thought maybe this one would have been a match. Really? Yeah. All right, tell me Designer, Jerry Hawthorne. A ton of artists. (laughs) I am not opposed to reading all the names, but there are like five or six of them. So you guys are awesome. And gals and everyone, non-binaries, whomever. Uh, Publisher, Plaid Hat Games. Okay. Okay. And it plays one to four players. And this bad boy is familiars work together to keep a princess alive. Ooh, that's okay? cool. So this one, the mechanisms, cooperative, narrative. So basically you're doing cooperative deck building fantasy adventure. Nice. Fantasy, my favorite. So it's a exciting narrative game in which players take on the roles of a wizard's familiars entrusted with saving and raising a displaced princess so basically you're going to be exploring a world through pages of a fantastical storybook filled with branching paths memorable characters fighting off enemies exploring nooks and crannies of an enchanted world 
And then the card play system allows for players to level up their familiars by building and customizing their skill decks. Nice. So I thought it sounded right up your alley. Nice. But the cover of it kind of got me because I thought it looked kind of cool. And Nice. Yeah, it looks awesome. Like it kind of looks dark, but it le- looks kind of cool and bright and kind of like mysterious because mm-hmm. you're you're going through like woods probably and stuff like that yeah so it kind of seems storytelling and deck building and i don't know outside my box yeah for certain yeah yeah it's like uh uh plat hat has um gosh i can't think of it the games that are based out of uh mouse card i cannot think of that game it's the one that me and mike plays but it it's same thing it's very story driven you you know take certain paths to get to certain goals they give you options of like all right do you want to go down the main story or do you want to go on little side quests and stuff like that and it seems like that mm-hmm. that's kind of down in the same alley but i mean yeah who, who this, like familiars and this one um an 8.3 right now wow that's crazy that's yeah. awesome boom boom, boom. the microphone but don't because that would be bad Another game that I am kind of really f- excited to see that it'd be kind of fun is uh, it. Last time we were at Gen Con, we got to see some really fun games by AEG, and this one, this one's actually been out for a bit, and it's still it's caught my eye. But I just it's one of those that I keep forgetting about until I see it again, and I'm like, oh, I should really want to play this. And it's called the Guild of Merchant Explorers. And in this game, basically what you're doing is you're starting with your own personal map board and you have you start with a city and you're trying to explore out of that map and you're trying to establish more things using uh, resource cubes and stuff like that and trying to you know basically you know establish your own society and the more you do the more points you get obviously and just the look of the game it's got root building uh, and some pattern movement to it and uh, it's even got some uh, flip and write mechanics to it. I mean, it, it just it looks like it's just got a lot of fun stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those that when it first came out, I saw a lot of the game box, but I didn't really see what's inside. And now that I've been able to see what's kind of involved in it, it looks like it'd just be a ton of fun. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I like I kind of like games where you're kind of building cities and stuff like that. I don't talk about that enough, I don't think. But that's a game. Those are kind of games that I kind of like doing. Well, my next one is called Framework. Ooh, I have not heard of that one. And this is a game designed by Ewe Rosenberg. Nice. And it's uh, artist by Lucas Sigmon. And the publisher is Pegasus Spiel. Okay. Okay. And this is an abstract strategy game. And it kind of reminds me when you glance at it to some extent, more of a grid version or, you know, because it talks about framework, mm-hmm. more of that um, gridish version of um, a, why can't I think of, zero. Okay. And I, I'm i not sure if that's how it's played or not, because um, I've obviously not played it, but it's um, it has 
a lot of tiles in the game, 120, and some tokens, and you're going through and you're taking up a, a tile, you're placing it adjacent to at least one other tile in your display, and then seeing whether or not you can complete any tasks on your tiles. So I don't know if you're flipping them over, um, if there's stuff on the other side, but on the even the cover of the game, um, there's basically like links and there's silver and they're like an orangish red and green and yellow and they're all connecting together. Oh, nice. So I don't know if that's how you do it, but even like looking at the pictures, there's like, a, oh, you must flip them over, see? Nice. And they have like points and other pieces that you're putting them on um, and stuff like that. So it kind of looks like a combination of a few different games we might be familiar with. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't want to try an abstract strategy game? Yeah. Okay, some people don't. <laughs> but it actually plays solo also. Nice. So one to four players. Very cool. So I thought that was definitely something different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, another game that I've been really excited about, Another. this is another fantasy one, by a company that we kind of discovered at a... Um, well, actually, I think old podcast partner Dan kind of uh, found out um, through an old, through a convention he went to, and then later on we had seen uh, their game at uh, Gen Con called Affliction Salem uh, 1692, which is a great game, and we have not played it in a while. I'd really like to play it. Uh, DPH Games is coming out with a game called Usurp the King, designed by Dan Hudzik. I'm hoping that's your name. How do you say your name? I'm sorry if I mess it up. Artist is Mara Elko and Fabio Radivo. And this game looks pretty cool because it's... The king may be in trouble. The court that surrounds him contains subjects who seek power. Each, po each player represents a family that will vie for control over subjects. Featuring seven victory conditions, the path to victory may shift as you gain more information about each subject's motives and those of the other families your allegiances will twist and change based on your interest but the subjects are just pawns so it just it it looks like a cool game because it's like area majority and influence where you're using cards and certain i'm guessing um uh certain components to kind of uh vie for power it, it almost has a I hate to say this because I don't want to. If people don't like Love Letter, I don't want to make this comparison, but it seems like it has almost a Love Letter esque thing where there's different characters that will help you win if you meet their conditions. Like there's the usurper will win if two other court members are disgruntled and the usurper has not been bribed. Heir will win if the king is dead and the. Uh, the uh, the usurper has not won and the heir is not disgruntled. So like, there's a lot of like back and forth, kind of manipulating and you know seeing who will be the ones to take over the throne or if the king actually keeps his throne because the king can actually win if he stays alive and the usurper hasn't won. So it it just seems like a cool like different kind of concept. It's a lot of manipulation. Uh, area control kind of thing and I don't know uh, with the with the uh, production value of Affliction I was so impressed with that that I think that this will be another great game by D DPH Games so nice yeah 
Nice. Well, on a... Okay. Well, my next one is Ten Penny Parks. Nice. I had it on my list. You did. I wondered if you would. Ten Penny Parks by Thunderworks Games. Designer, Nate Linhart. Artist, Vincent Dutrait. See, I picked the easy ones. You sure did. Yep. A whole lot of income, set collection, tile placement, worker placement, and one of my favorite components, polyominoes. Oh, hey, imagine that. Whoop, whoop. Um, so real, really, um, quick overview on this one, five rounds, and you're trying to build concessions, remove trees, buy properties, and attract visiting people or your victory points to, um, but like the polyomino pieces are, I believe the attractions that you're trying to build on your board, art on this game is really brilliant yeah 100 percent uh bright and awesome yeah and this i've heard nothing but really great things about this game yeah and but thunderworks did if for those of you who may or may not be familiar with them we run into them a lot at conventions because they happen to be from wisconsin and that I guess doesn't really matter, but we're familiar with them because they've done Role Player, which is a game that we also really like. Mm-hmm. They've done Cartographers. Correct. And now they've done this. Um, they've published this game also. Mm-hmm. So they have an eye for... Pub- oh, and Lockup. Yep, Lockup. They um, have an eye for publishing some really fantastic games. Yeah, for sure. So that's on my list. Great looking and great mechanisms in their games and stuff like that. So yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, uh, it's funny because I don't. When I was younger, I used to love going to amusement amusement parks and stuff like that. But now I don't like. I'm too old for that crap. <laughs> Which is yeah, they kind of give me crazy. anxiety. Yeah, me too. But just playing these games like unfair and Ted Petty Parks and stuff like that, like it just I don't know. It just seems fun, you know. I like that. I like the concept of those kind of things, you know. Well, on that note, I'll just go again then. Go for it. Because another game I picked was Dice Theme Park. Nice. I see what. And you're I doing. know, I know that I picked a couple more games than you. Yeah. So I figured, with speaking of the theme of theme parks yeah. and amusement parks, yeah. I picked Dice Theme Park because I was curious as to how this one would play. It must, well, I know it's, um, the publisher is Alley Cat Games, which also did Dice Hospital. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if the designers and or the artists are similar at all to Dice Hospital. It looks sort of similar. Could be. I just hope in this, in the theme parks game that nobody dies. Because you know what? There's a lot of people dying in Dice Hospital when I play, so I'm hoping it... That we don't have to deal yeah. with that in this game. Yeah, yeah, you have to kill people off sometimes. Mm-hmm. But in this one, I didn't get to read too much about it. But basically, there's card-based turn initiative mechanics design uh, decided by your special action roll cards, with players selecting two cards each turn. The lowest total will gain first choice of the customer dice draft and ride tiles that round. And at the end of the round, those cards will then be passed to the player on your left. So it's more interactive and slightly more complex than Dice Hospital, it says. 
Nice. So it's perfect for those looking for a more challenging experience with more ways to score and play while still keeping that same engaging and satisfying feel every time it's played. So, I mean, there's there's more to it than that, but it is dice manipulation board games. So if you're not about that, um, if you're not about dice, obviously I wouldn't get this because it's called Dice Theme Park. <laughs> but you're basically creating and running your own park of fairground attractions. Yeah. Very cool. And this one also plays solo. Nice. Like yeah, that. We like that. We sure do. Speaking of games that play solo and multiplayer, I'm really excited about, and I haven't seen too much of this yet, but I'm sure we'll see more of it once Gen Con and kind of uh, past that kind of uh, continues. They are coming out with a creature comfort style game from Kids Table Gaming called Maple Valley. This is designed by Roberto Taylor, who also did Creature Comforts. Uh, the artist for this is also the one that did it for Creature, Creature Comforts, too, Shauna J.C. Tenney. And like I said, published by Kids Table. And of course, this one hit my list. <laughs> nice. Mm -hmm. So the last snowflake of winter has melted away, and it's time for Ma Maple Valley's annual spring jamboree. While the adults get the village into shape, the youngest and swiftest forest animals are going to be scrambling to do some tasks and other things to make the Jamboree a success. So you're going to be finding friends, traveling trails, helping to make this Jamboree be the most plentiful and the most beautiful. And it's a, a hand management set collection game that I'm sure will be adorable and super fun to play because Kids Table just doesn't go wrong with their games. They, play, they make games that the whole family can play and um and they're just fun and engaging and being able to play a hand management game with these little cute animals solo would be fantastic okay another one that i have on the my list is uh, the isle of cats explore and draw Ooh, you yes. know what i thought i had this one on my list but it's not on there <laughs> so did i um and so i ended up I'm going off the cuff nice. on this one because I had it and, well, I thought I had it in my brain. Yeah. And then when I started adding them to my favorites list, it didn't make the cut for some reason. I think I forgot. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, this one is like, who doesn't love a roll and write? Yeah. I know and this I one, love it. And this one I don't think is a roll and write. This one's more of a explore and write. Oh, I get it. I know. But who doesn't love that? Yeah. Well, we do at least. Yeah, we love it. So this one is a version of Isle of Cats, but it is not the full entire board game, but it is a more of their version of a draw and write. Yeah, like a flip and write yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Draw and write. Yeah. And so um, it has dry erase markers, and I'm just kind of glancing at it because I don't. Solo modes. But instead of having the actual polyomino pieces like you have in Isle of Cats, you're drawing them in. So my guess is, is that you have them on the actual cards and then you're viewing them on the cards and you're drawing them into onto your player board instead. Mm -hmm. Could totally be wrong. But awesome thing is, 
is that we will be receiving this in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Whoop. Ow, ow. So pre-Gen Con? Yeah. Or something. Anyway, so that is the one I picked because I'm really excited about it. Plays one to six players. Um, this one is by the City of Games. Yeah. The City of Games, right? City of Games, the City I of Games. It's the City of Games. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yep, it'll be, Sorry, I didn't excited. have a ton to say about that. No, that's okay. Well, we talked about like we really want to go back and play Isle of Cats. Back when we visited that uh, board game store in Omaha, we should have gotten some expansions, but we didn't, and that really sucks. And <laughs> so now we've opted to buy this Explore and Draw first, and then, because uh, I know at Gen Con, a lot of the expansions, they're going to be... Um, selling those too yeah but for sure. i didn't want to yeah. list any of those yeah we can get those in the future and talk about them later for sure yep and then lastly on my list is one that i'm really excited about because it takes a game that i'm really uh, that i really love and kind of flips it on its head a little bit and it is clank catacombs uh this is a game where not only are you deck building but you also have tiles that you lay to make uh, different dungeons so you actually set, put all the tiles out in certain ways you and then it kind of switches the dungeon every time and then you've got the did deck you say built. that dungeon dungeon and i heard dungeon yeah probably okay sorry and then you you know again you have the deck building aspect you can even use card sets from different clank games to use for this game shut up yeah really? nice what i was surprised and you and I talked about this when we were looking through games, is this one wasn't released by Renegade. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Dire Wolf still handles it. I think that was one of the parent companies that was working with them. But, uh, Renegade yeah. is not listed on this yeah, one. Maybe they just uh, are going out on their own and, uh, you know. I don't know, because they did it. all the other ones. I was really surprised. Mm -hmm, for sure. But it's hard to keep track of the parent company. Yes. Yeah, all that stuff, yep. It's all a business thing that we're not a part of, and that's okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to play it because, again, I love every version of Clank that we've played. and <laughs> I have no nothing to, like, ever be like, oh, that doesn't, I don't think, I, I don't think that makes sense. I mean, everything. You could make Clank the dice game. I don't Clank, care. I play it. Clank Barbies? Yes, Clank Barbies. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right, what's your last game? I was trying to think of something really. Could you tell? My mind <laughs> no. was racing. I was I like, I saw the smoke coming out of Barbie yours. Send Barbie up to the top of the. Never mind. Yes. Okay, no. bye. Um, not not really. I'm still here, and I'm going to tell you my last game, Ark Nova, mm. and this one came out in 2021, actually, but yes. it's going to be, I don't know. Not released, but... It'll be featured there. Featured. Thank you. And I couldn't is, think of a word. And it is the hotness right now. It is the hotness. Of course, Tracy has to have it listed. But I keep seeing it. And I I don't necessarily have to have the hotness, but there's something about this game that is kind of tripping my trigger. But this is a game by published by Capstone Games and uh, designed by Matthias Wiggy. And um, a ton of artists on this one again. Stefan Beaker, Loic Ballou, Dennis Lohausen, and Christoph Tisch. And I totally ruined their names, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyhow, 
Um, this is the hotness. Um, example is 13,000 ratings. It uh, BGG is an 8.7. Yeah. Holy schmoly. Yeah. Anyway, this game is all about the strategy and has a ton of different mechanisms from hand management, um, drafting, and set collection. Um, it plays solo, nice. I believe. Wow, that seems like a lot of work for solo. Holy Tile smokes. placement, player powers, hexagon grid, I apparently... Um, I, yeah, anyway, tons of different things, but it has, it's all about like science and things like that. But basically, like the cards, like if you go on to BGG, if you haven't seen pictures, they are like so beefy with their, their information. I feel like even in this game, you would learn like a ton of things. Like the, the art is beautiful. Like, I think it might be real photography. Yeah, it looks like it to me. And so it'll have, like, an animal, and it has, like, all these different things going on um, on the cards, and I'm not even going to go into the details. But, like, the table presents on this game are, like, bonkers. Yeah, it's crazy. It's definitely going to take up most of your table. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at some of the pictures and it's like insane. Yeah. Because it takes up, look at this one. It took up like a whole like uh, eight foot table maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But basically, I'm just trying to get back. Holy cow. You're going to plan and design a modern scientifically managed zoo. So your goal is so your goal is to basically own the most successful establishment. So you have to build enclosures, accommodate animals, and support um, conservation projects all over the world. Um, sounds kind of boring. <laughs> but kind of, I don't think it will would be boring. Obviously, people didn't think it was boring. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you're doing um, between building and collecting cards i mean there's i don't know yeah. i guess i want to play it to figure to find out whether it would be boring i can't imagine that it would be no it looks like they put like their heart and their soul and their sweat and their blood and their tears into this stinking game mm -hmm. yeah just because something sounds like it might not be exciting like there's a lot of games out there that are like that like think of like patchwork like or, or that one sounds exciting, but then you look at the cover and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Okay, that one doesn't sound exciting either, but yeah, it's good. But yeah. I just mean like you've got the opposites. You've got like this game looks awesome from the outside, sounds terrible, or both, but yeah. then it plays okay, you know, or yeah. good or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess it goes to show you can't judge a book by its cover. For sure. Yeah. For sure, but that was my la like that was my last one. There were other ones like I had on my list, but I chose not to talk about um, Quaddle's card game because I'd be curious as to how that would play, but I don't know that I would buy it. Yeah, partially because you didn't like Quaddle. Yeah, playing Quaddle like the original game very much. Yeah, and so, but there were like other ones too that I'm sure I missed as I was looking through the 160 plus games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, and I'm sure there will probably be some announcements before then. There might be announcements during it. Oh, I had I had a couple like mentions. Yeah, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Yeah. Um. So I'm not like a super huge fan of Dice Throne. Mm-hmm. But did you notice all of the Dice Throne? Um, Doctor Strange versus Black Widow. All the Marvel ones, yeah. All the Marvel ones. That kind of tripped my trigger a little bit because I really like watching Marvel. And then there was one that was four characters. Nice. I don't know if you saw that one. So those would be interesting to play. Mm-hmm. We just don't play a lot of the Dice Throne games that we have right now. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I think one or the other feels defeated when we play them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But those kind of caught my eye, but then I didn't want to throw the 52 versions that they're <laughs> yeah they're um, going to be introducing out there. Yeah. So. Was there something else? It sounded like you said a couple of things. Uh, no, I don't think so. What oh, about okay. You? Did you have anything? No, I don't. No, I'm not off the yakin. top of my head. Like, there's some things that like I want to play that are, you know, either out now or coming soon. Like the. Like you said, Marvel, like the Marvel Unmatched stuff, like some of those characters coming out, that would be super fun to play some of those. Like they've got the one that's like, what, Daredevil? and Was that on the list we looked at? No. Oh, okay. Not. I was like, did I really? But miss I'm sure that? they'll probably talk about it because it's stuff that's either coming out now or just came out kind of thing. But, yeah, uh, those are when that when Unmatched first came out, that was 20, was that 2019? Might have been. Maybe. Or maybe or it was then. featured then because I know that was a big, that was like the hotness when we were at Gen Con. That's right. We wanted to pick up a copy, but then they weren't available by the time we wanted to grab it. Yeah, that's right. I remember that now. So yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's really kind of um, getting hot right now too with some of the stuff that they're coming out with. But uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some things that, you know, like I said, in between now or a little bit after or during the con that we'll hear about that will be like okay why didn't you talk about that before you know whatever because there's always some surprises that kind of you know peek out so yeah so hopefully ne by next year we'll be able to have some money saved up so we can go and hang out at gen con and be able to meet some fine folks again play some fun games but uh yeah until then we've got a little bit of a preview for you hopefully if you're going you check out some of those fun games is there something that we missed that you're like Okay, obviously you need to be talking about this. Let us know at MFGCast, at Mrs. Aug on Twitter. Yeah, and I think that's it. So until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFGCast. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.